Amen. But I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about the power of praise. You know, I don't know how you fight your battles, but usually my battle starts out I feeling sorry for myself and wondering why that I'm being punished or whatever it is. And whenever I get done with all my pity, and I lay my pity down and pick up praise, I begin to see the hand of the Lord come. I begin to see his presence come. I begin to see things begin to change. But as long as I'm the one that's orchestrating, as long as I'm feeling sorry for myself because I'm in a battle, I never see the hand of God move. The hand of God is there for us every day. Every day in every way. And I want to tell you something, what we're going to have. Starting in the first week of August. On a Sunday night, listen to me. The Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And because they have rejected knowledge, I will reject them from being priests. And I will reject their children. Now that's a powerful statement. You don't hear it much, but that's in Hosea 4, 6. You can read it. So we're going to hear something about the Holy Spirit that I, I, I want to tell you something. I've had the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit for like 40 years. And I sat down and I listened to these videos, these lessons, these DVDs, and I thought, my goodness, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I guess God just felt sorry for me. There is so much people that we haven't learned about the Holy Spirit, not just the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the work of the Holy Spirit. Now think about this. Jesus told his disciples, he said, it's expedient for you that I go away. And they said, well, Jesus, how can it get any better? What do you mean by expedient? He said, it's better for you. Well, how could it be any better? Jesus, I saw, you remember when you went to the tomb of Lazarus? Lazarus had been dead four days. And you said, Lazarus, come forth, and he came out. Do you remember the time that you had two fish, five loaves, and probably 25,000 people, and you fed them all, and we had 12 baskets left over, and you said, it's better for you that I go away? You remember when we were in the boat, and the storm came, Jesus, and we thought we were going to perish, we thought it was over with for us. And you stood up and rebuked the storms, said, peace be still. And you say, Jesus, it's better for us that you go away. Because you said, Jesus said, if I don't go away, the comforter who is the Holy Spirit won't come. And I want to tell you something. If there's anything the enemy wants to get across to you, a lot of times it's about the Holy Spirit. He blocks you. He tells you that sometimes the Holy Spirit is, is not for this hour, not for this time. It was only for during the, the time of the apostles. But Jesus said that hey, I'm going to send the Spirit and he's going to abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. And there's so much that we don't know about the Holy Spirit. And I tell you something, it, it enlightened my eyes a lot. It gave me a lot to think about. I've watched the DVDs, and I'll tell you, it's worth 
coming out to see. If you're going to get in this race, if you're going to get in this race, you need to get everything you can get. Do you agree with that? You need all the power you can. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need power. I need power every day. Every day when I get up, I need power. And the Bible says that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And sometimes this is what we do. We start, we get them to the altar and we get them to praying in tongues and that's it. They got something. They don't know what they got. But they know they got something. And I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ will never give you anything bad and he is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. He gives the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And the Holy Spirit ain't about embarrassing you. The Holy Spirit doesn't make a fool out of you. We make a fool out of ourselves. I love the presence of God. And I may make a fool out of myself. I may jump up and down. I may dance. I may run. I've done it all. But it wasn't because the Holy Spirit pushed me out to embarrass me. It's because I did it myself. But the Holy Spirit's been sent for this hour. And people, we were praying this morning. And, and every Sunday we pray. And it's not about us. I don't, I don't need the goosey bumps. I love goosey bumps. I love them. I love to feel the presence of God. There's nothing like the presence of God. But I want to tell you something. There's people here that need a touch from the Lord. There's people here that are hurting. There's people here that need to be strengthened. There's people here that are going through difficult times. There's people here that are making decisions. And I want to tell you, the Lord spoke to me three times to this morning, and I'm going to give it to whoever it is out here. There's somebody dabbling in witchcraft. And the Lord says for you to stop it. Because I'm going to tell you what it does. It's an exciting start. And once the enemy gets you in, he'll get a foothold on you. He got an avenue. He got a door. And so whoever it is, if I miss God, fine. Did I hurt you? No, I didn't hurt you. You know, a lot of times we sit in our chairs and we're afraid. Well, I, I, what if, if, it's, if it's God? Oh, oh, well. You know what? When I was a drunk, I made a fool out of myself every day. Right. Every day. Every time I got drunk, I made a fool out of myself. And if I got to make a fool out of myself for Jesus, go ahead. I don't really, you know, I've gone too far. I don't really care. I don't really care. If I made a fool out of myself, it's doing it because I'm trying to help somebody, not because I want to be seen, not because anything for me. But if I make a fool out of myself, you know, praise brings the presence of God. You see how Amy and her group gets to praising. What happens? The power of God comes. We see people crying. We see people weeping. We see people because the power of God's here. The power, that's what I want. I want the power of God. I, don't, I, I didn't come to a funeral. I came to a resurrection party. <laughs> funeral home down the street. I'm here because God is alive. God cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about what you're facing. And sometimes the way we approach it, I, I was reading this week about a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. And I want to talk just a minute on it. Jehoshaphat was king over Judah. 
And all of a sudden, out of, seemed like out of nowhere, there was three nations rose up against him, three armies rose up against him. And the word came to Jehoshaphat, they're going to come and they're going to actually destroy you. And you know what happened? Jehoshaphat set his, side, set his eyes to see God, set his heart to see God. It's something how we can just let God go, ain't it, at times, and then whenever we get in a place where, well, it's either life or death. It's, oh, God. You know, when you're falling out of a, out of a building, a burning building at the 38th floor, you know, go, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Y'all, help. Help. And Jehoshaphat hollered, Help. And all of Israel, all of Israel, I mean all of Judea, came and they all proclaimed a fast. They all began to pray. And they came into the temple and they lifted up their hands. And they said, oh God, our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. We need help, God. And they began to tell God about how great he was. How awesome he was. How he brought deliverance to them. Then they began to to quote the promise. God, you said in your house, if we needed deliverance, if there was pestilence, if there was sword, we could call upon you, you would answer us. Now I want you to see how they did it. This is what we usually start out with prayer. Is we start out complaining. We don't tell God how great he is. We don't tell him how thankful we are that he brought us this far. Well, I don't thank God that he brought me out of alcoholism like I should. I don't thank God that I was on my road to hell, but he saved me. I come in usually and it's, oh, dear God. God ain't in a hurry. Do you know that? He's got everything under control. Go in and Israel, I mean, uh, Judah began to tell God how great you are. How great, God, you have delivered us and brought us into a promise. You know, Satan is always trying to take back what God gave you. Don't ever think that you're going to get a free ride in planet Earth. You ain't going to get a free ride because you got an enemy. The Bible said our adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he said for you to resist him. A lot of times we pray, oh, God, get the devil off my back. And Jesus said, you do it. I gave you my name. I gave you my blood. I gave you my word. Now you get him out. They began to call upon him. And the Bible says, you call upon him, and he said, I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I want to tell you something, people. It's so important that you get the word in you. And I, 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 I see this, and if I'm wrong, forgive me, honk your horn, and go on around me. But there's so many people that go to the Psalms, which is good. I learn about God in the Psalms. And they go to the Proverbs, and they go to the Ecclesiastics, and they see about who God is and what he does, how he is, but they don't see who they are. I don't find myself in the old covenant, Butch. I find myself from the Acts to the Revelations. I find out who I am. Yes. 
I, I see who they were, and I see what God did for them, and I think God is great, and you can see what he can do, but I'm not worried about what they can do for them. I want to know what he do for me. You know, at U.S. Steel, I used to work out there, and every once in a while, the contract would come in. And, and, and we'd, sometimes we would find old contract books and see what they had. And then when they had settled the contract, the first thing out of our mouths was, what did we get in the contract? <laughs> and a lot of people are, aren't in, the, in finding out who they are, what they are, the authority they have. And you'll never live a victorious life not knowing who you are. You got to know who you are. Jesus said in Luke 10, 17, one of my favorite scriptures. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You don't think the devil ain't heard that coming out of my mouth? You don't think the devil doesn't hear that coming out of this old hillbilly? Yes, he does. Quite often. Because I've got to use what's been given to me. I want to know who I am. I understand who they were. And I understand who their God was. And I saw what their God did for them. But what will my God do for me? What do I need to do? What authority do I need to take? So I need to go in and find out about the new creation. For I'm a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God. Oh, I got to find out who I am. How much authority did you give me? What did you tell me to do? Anyway, getting back to Jehoshaphat, he went in and he began to brag on God. And a lot of us don't brag on God. And then he began to remind God of his promise. Oh, and I love this part. Mm. Oh, when you, when you seek God, you're going to find him. You're going to find God when you seek him. Mm. He ain't hid. You're going, to, you're going to find him when you seek him. And a prophet stood up and said, Jehoshaphat, hear you, O king and all you of Judah. The battle's not yours. It's mine. Mm. It's mine. How did it get to be his whenever they prayed? And I want to tell you something. Brenda Allen said right over there, and she's testified before, that the thing Satan wants to take from you is your voice. If I can get your voice, I got your praise. If I got your praise, I got your word. If I got your word, I got your prayer. You are nothing but an idle Christian going through life. No victory. Because you're idle. But Jehoshaphat, he said, tomorrow, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and position yourself. This is, all, this is what I kind of like. This is what it compared to me. But I, I, I don't understand a lot. It's like going to a parade and getting a good spot. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, know, you understand, don't you, Brenda? You understand what I'm saying. You get a good spot. What? So I can see it all. He said, Jehoshaphat, go out and find you a good spot 
so you can see it all. Oh, man, and then they begin to rejoice, and the Bible says that uh, the, uh, the people in the church, they begin to shout and begin to, the Levites and all of them, they begin to lift their voices high and loud. Ain't it funny that we, we can scream and, and shout at each other? And we get in church, and it's, oh, yes, I don't want to get out of order. I'm afraid somebody's watching me. That's a shame. It is. It's a shame. Said Jehoshaphat, station yourself and see what I'm going to do. Well, let me tell you what these three kings did, three nations. Two of them began to attack one. Wiped them all out. Wiped them out. When they were done killing them, they turned on each other. Don't you like to see your enemy turn on each other? Wouldn't you like to do it, see your enemy turn on each other? And they wiped each other out. And it took Jehoshaphat three days to get all the bounty that those left. A lot of times we go like this, you know, just get away, devil. You know what? We should make the devil pay us when he leaves. We shouldn't make the devil pay us. You know, the Bible says, in, I think it's Isaiah 61, we get double for our trouble. We need to make him pay us before he leaves. He's going to cause us trouble. Shell out, devil. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous anyway. Took them three days. That army, three days, and they couldn't hardly carry what they took off the enemy. Three days. But the key to this is, when when Jehoshaphat got lined up for it, he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to march out, and we're going to send the worshipers first. We're going to send the praise team out. And they began to sing. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. You don't know what to praise him. Praise him like that. They say, praise the Lord, his mercy endureth forever. That's scriptural. You can't go wrong. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That's when the enemy turned on each other. I want to tell you what, when you begin to praise, it sends confusion among the, your enemy. What you got to praise for? Can't you see what I'm doing to you? Can't you see what's going on in your life? What are you going to praise God for? Because I want to get the hand of the Lord on my side. The Lord is on my side. And the Bible said, if God be for you, who can be against you? And let me tell you, another one was Elisha. And I love, I love, I love God. I love his word. If you're bored, my goodness, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Elisha was in Israel. The king of Syria rose up. Said, I'm on, we're going to do war with Israel. 
Every time the king of Syria would go out against Israel, Israel wouldn't either be there, they'd be waiting. And the king of Syria said, something's going on. He called his, all his leaders together and said, they, they got to be a they got to be a spy in the camp. There's something going on. He said, there ain't no spy. One guy said, it, Elisha, he knows what's going on in your bedroom, king. And they said, well, let's go get him. Get the army together. Let's go get Elisha. Well, they went out by night, surrounded Elisha. Elisha got up the next morning. His servant went out. He looked around. Wow, we're surrounded. And oh, Elisha, I don't know what he was doing at the time, maybe drinking coffee. <laughs> Took a sip of coffee and said, don't worry, there's more that be with us than they that be with them. And no doubt that servant goes, one, two. <laughs> or you can be one and I'll be two. Any way you go, there's only going to be two of us. And you say they be more that be with us than they that be with them? And Elisha prayed and said, open their eyes. Open his eyes, Lord. Elisha's eyes were nobody but he said, open his eyes. And he looked out, and they were surrounded. The mountains were full of fiery chariots of God. Because I'm going to tell you something. They be more that be with us than they that be with them. Is that thing ready? I want you to watch this. If you feel like standing and praising doing it, but I want, I want you to see this. Because this is how we fight our battles. Go ahead. This is how I fight my How are you fighting your battles?
look like. It may look like. It may look bad. But God has got you surrounded. You guys forgive me. I want to hear it again. If you got to go, go. But I don't want to leave this presence. I don't know what to do. So I'm going to turn my eyes upon God. I'm going to turn my eyes to God and say, God, this is all yours. Shamone. How do you find yours? Surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Some of you feel like you're surrounded this morning. Some of you feel like I'm in quicksand. It may look like it may look like it may look like you're surrounded. It may look like the devil told you this is it. It's all over. But God's got another thought. 